हेलो फ्रेंड्स आई एम प्रदीप आचार्य नाउ आई विल डिस्क्राइब द गुड लैबोरेटरी प्रैक्टिस दैट मीन्स जीएलपी क्वालिटी एश्योरेंस एंड मेथड वैलिडेशन दिस टॉपिक विल बी डिस्कस्ड फ्रॉम द चैप्टर नंबर फोर ऑफ द बुक एंटेल केमिस्ट्री written by the gary d christian and others so today's learning objectives is good laboratory what it is and how to apply it next point how to validate a method that means selectivity linearity accuracy precision sensitivity range LOD limit of detection LOQ limit of quantitation ruggedness next point quality assurance that means control chart documenting proficiency testing next point electronic records and last point official organizations that provide glp information i already describes in the chapter 1 the general principle of performing quantitative analysis and in chapter 2 and chapter 3 i discussed aspects of sampling methodology and statistics respectively and proper data handling and data analysis when you as an analyst adhere to these general guidelines you will generally perform measurements properly and if well established methods are used then chance are good you will achieve acceptable that means accurate results but depending on what the results are to be used for this may not be enough to satisfy the client this is especially so if the measurements are for regulatory purpose or forensic analysis all of which may have to be defended in court as a result the concept of good laboratory practice method validation and quality assurance for testing laboratories have evolved as an approach to assure to the extent possible that reported analyzed results are correct within prescribed or documented limits various government agencies that means example the environmental protection agency epa and the food and drug administration fda and other private agencies as for example aoac international astm they have promulgated their own specific guideline for glp or method validation and quality assurance we will briefly describe some of these but they will have elements in common 
we will first describe the basic elements for good laboratory practice glp the bottom line is that the lab management and analyst should use common sense in judging what quality assurance procedure should be implemented based on the goal of the analysis experience available methods time and cost constants and the like but the closer you can adhere to accept guidelines the more confident you will be in your results remember a proper analysis is more than simply receiving a sample and performing a one shot analysis if it is not carried out by a validated method and properly documented the analysis effort time and cost will likely be wasted so now one question we have why have good laboratory practice the answer to this question is probably obvious but it can be illustrated by the embarrassment faced by one of the premier analytical laboratories in the world the federal bureau of investigation that means fbi laboratory in the year 1995 it was involved in a high profile case the bombing of the alfred pre mura federal building in oklahoma city which partially leveled the building killed 168 people and injured hundreds of others the fbi lab had performed analyses for explosive at the scene and provide key evidence at trial the jury found timothy macbeg guilty on all counts of conspiracy bombing and first degree murder but macbeg's legal defense team looking for weakness in the prosecution's case introduce a 157 page justice department report on the fbi lab that had recently been released that listed a number of purported shoddy policies and practice the report was the result of an 18 month investigation that was triggered by a whistle blower in the lab who filed hundreds of complaints claiming contamination in the explosives unit lab among hundreds of other acquisition the whistle blowers even testified for the defense at the trial while the justice department team found no evidence of contamination and most of the whistle blowers allegations were not substantiated that team did find evidence of insufficient documentation of test results improper preparation of lab reports and an inadequate record management and record retention system the justice department concluded that management had failed to establish the and enforce validated procedure and protocols the outcome of the investigation was some 40 systemic suggestions for correcting or improving lab practice and procedures including pursuing accreditation by the American Society of Crime Laboratory Director Laboratory Accreditation Board 
some practice the lab was to institute include number 1 each examiner who analyze evidence should prepare and sign a separate report number 2 all case files should contain notes printouts charts and other data records used to reach conclusion number 3 the lab must develop a record retention and retrieval system and last number 4 written procedures for handling evidence and for avoiding contamination should be refined now many of these concerns relevant to the fbi lab are not applicable to many other laboratories but they illustrate the importance of instituting good laboratory practice had the fbi lab been more diligent in the case of its practice it may have avoided the turmoil of this investigation so in this way we clearly understood that why good laboratory practice have been followed now the heading is what is good laboratory practice the exact definition of good laboratory practice depends on who is defining it and for what purpose a broad definition encompasses such issues as organizations of the laboratory management personnel facilities equipments operations method validations quality assurance and record keeping the goal is to certify that every step of the analysis is valid the aspects that need to be particularly addressed will vary by laboratory good laboratory practice have been established by worldwide bodies such as the organization for economic cooperation and development and the international organizations for standardization that means iso government agencies have adopted them for their purpose as rules that must be followed for laboratories involved in analyzing substance that require regulation examples are pharmaceutical formulations foods and environmentally important samples good laboratory practice that means glp can be defined as a body of rules operating procedures and practice established by a given organization that are considered to be mandatory with a view to ensuring quality and correctness in the results produced by a laboratory this definition has been taken from the book principles of analytical chemistry written by m belkarel berlin publishers is springers 2000 and page number 
323 they all contain two common elements standard operating procedures that means sops and a quality assurance unit that means qau standard operating procedures provide detailed description of activities performed by the laboratory examples are sample custody chain sample handling and preparation the identical method instrument maintenance archiving that means record keeping and the like detailed sample analysis procedure are provided for laboratory analyst or technicians to follow these are generally more detailed than given in scientific publications of developed methods since the level of training and experience of different laboratory personnel will vary even though highly trained analytical chemist may need less direction the quality assurance unit is generally independent from the laboratory and answers to the manager of the organization with which the laboratory is affiliated the quality assurance unit with which in short qau it is responsible for implementing quality procedures and assessing them on a continuing basis this will include audits of the laboratory from time to time now the topic is validation of analytical methods method validation is the process of documenting or proving that an analytical method provides analytical data acceptable for the intended use the basic concept of the validation process encompasses two aspects number 1 the problem and the data requirements and second the method and its performance characteristics as mentioned in chapter number 1 the analytical process benefits when the analyst can be involved in defining the problem that is in making sure the proper questions are posed when data requirements are poorly conceived or unrealistic then analytical measurements can be unnecessarily expensive if the method selected is more accurate than needed or it may be inadequate if the method is less accurate than required or of questionable value if the accuracy of the method is unknown the first step in method development and validation is setting minimum requirements which essentially are the specifications of the method for the intended purpose how accurate and precise does it have to be and what the target concentration now the heading is hierarchy of methodology 
we described in chapter 1 the general procedure for establishing how an analysis will proceed the hierarchy of methodology is considered as first technique then method then procedure and then protocol these all step we have to follow for methods these are critical steps in developing a method for a specific purpose that eventually leads to a validated method and address the list of validation characteristics above the level of the hierarchy reached or used will depend on the need the definition of the technique is scientific principle useful for providing compositional information as for example spectrophotometry the definition of method is it is the distinct adoption of a technique for a selected measurement purpose example example the para rosanilin method for measurement of sulfur dioxide now the definition of procedure it is the written directions necessary to use a method example astm d2914 that means standard test method for the sulfur dioxide content of the atmosphere it is called the west gek method and the definition of protocol it is a set of definitive directions that must be followed without exception if the identical results are to be accepted for a given purpose examples the epa reference method for the determination of sulfur dioxide in the atmospheric that means the para rosalinin method now we'll discuss in detail for these parameters a technique is the scientific principle selected for providing compositional information spectrometry gives information about concentration from the amount of light absorbed by the prepared sample dilution a method is the adoption of the technique using the appropriate chemistry so it is selective for a given analyte a procedure consists of the written directions necessary to utilize the method this is where we entered the broader area of glp it does not necessarily reach the status of a standard method finally a protocol A protocol is a set of specifically prescribed directions that must be followed without exception if the results are to be accepted for a given purpose. For example, for EPA regulation or action, the method has been validated to provide accurate results for the specified analyte in the specified matrix and it is then a reference method. it is analogous to a pilot's checklist for each state stage of a flight such list 
reduce the likelihood of landing with a landing gear retracted similarly an analytical protocol or checklist reduces the likelihood that ph will be inappropriate or a step omitted if the procedure has been validated then going straight through according the instruction making all the measurement in order should give reliable results further if there's a problem the specifics of what caused the problem will be evident now i'll discuss about the method validation process the need to validate a method and the procedure to be followed are matters of professional judgment fairly well prescribed procedures and guidelines are now available that aid in decision making government and international agencies have issued guidelines for appropriate method validation particularly for methods for regulatory submission generally they include studies on selectivity linearity accuracy precision sensitivity range limit of detection limit of quantitation roughness or robustness now i'll discuss about the general process for evaluation or validation of methodology when i'll use the term srm capital s capital r capital m it denotes the standard reference material so general process step i'll describe now first is the candidate method next quality control next replicate measurements next precision precision will have several types that means spike or surrogate independent method srm method of known accuracy and collaborative test next step is the bias and finally validated or evaluated method these are best done during the development of a method this general process whatever i described now it gives an overall view of the validation process different aspects are discussed in the next part separately now selectivity selectivity is the extent that the method can measure the analyte of interest in the matrix of the samples being analyzed without interference from the matrix and including other analytes matrix effects may be either positive or negative 
the identical response of the analyte in the presence of potential sample components is compared with the response of a solution containing only the analyte the selection of an appropriate measurement methodology is a key consideration methods even previously validated in general terms may not be assured to be valid for a particular sample matrix now linearity a linearity study verifies that the response is linearly proportional to the analyte concentration in the concentration range of sample solution the study should be performed using standard solutions at five concentration levels in the range of 50 to 150% of the target analyte concentration five concentration levels should allow detection of curvature on the calibration curve each standard should be measured at least three times linearity data are often judged from the coefficient of determination that means r square and the y intercept of the linear regression line an r square value of greater than 0.998 is considered as evidence of acceptable fit of the data to the regression line the y intercept should be a small percentage of the analyte target concentration for example less than 2% while the statistical evaluations are a practical way to assess linearity they do not guarantee it you should always do a visual inspection of the calibration curve the linearity will often deviate somewhat at high and low values this is the reason weighted least square plots may be preferred in one mode of weight least square the points with the least relative deviation are given more weight in the regression line one way of evaluating the range of linearity is to plot a response factor that means rf factor versus concentration response factor is equal to first bracket signal minus y intercept first bracket close by concentration if a plot with zero slope is obtained this indicates that the linear response is obtained over the concentration range a response factor change over the calibration concentration range within for example 2 to 3% of the target level response factor or the average rf may be considered acceptable linearity the regression line is y is equal to mx plus b if a concentration curve deviates from linearity over the 50 to 150% target level range selection of a narrower range of for example 80 to 120% may provide the desired linearity current use of embedded computer or microprocessors as integral components of instruments often includes on board raw signal manipulations to extend linear range often by power transformation this leads to some unusual effects now the heading is accuracy 
Accuracy of a method is the closeness of the obtained value to the true value for the sample. This is probably the most difficult parameters to validate. One should consider the sampling and sample treatment in addition to the measurement method accuracy. Accuracy of the method can be determined in one of three ways. The most preferred first in order these are number A analysis of a reference material number 2 comparison with results using another method known to be accurate and number 3 recovery studies number 1 point is preferred if one can do this method then number 2 is the second choice and the number 3 is the third choice recovery studies are performed by spiking that means adding a known amount of the analyte either to a blank matrix that means a measurer sample that has a unmeasurable level of the test samples or by spiking a sample in which the background analyte is measured by the same procedure and subtracting from the total that means sample plus spike value to obtain the recovery the spike samples should be prepared at three levels the extreme and the mid range they should be prepared at least in triplicate good spike recovery cannot however ensure lack of positive interference a better validation method is to perform the analysis by two independent methods in which the second method is an accepted procedure known to be accurate for the sample matrix of interest ideally even the sample treatment should be different you can often find in the scientific literature that means journals reference books standard methods books a method that is applicable to your sample but that may not be appropriate to use because of expense unavailability of equipment etc if none can be found that has been applied to your sample matrix but one is known to be generally applicable and accurate then use this if results by your method and the second method agree that is good evidence they both work for your sample if there is disagreement then it is not possible to draw any conclusions since either may give erroneous results with your particular sample although it is probably more likely your new method is the culprit the ideal way to validate a method is to analyze a reference material identical in composition to your sample The National Institute of Standards that means NIST has the goal of ensuring accurate and compatible measurements through the development certification and distribution of standard reference materials 
the standard reference materials that means the SRM program has over 1000 SRMs available for use in number 1 basic measurements in science and meteorology meteorology is the science of measurement number 2 environmental analysis number 3 health measurements number 4 industrial materials and production the NIST has standards for chemical compositions physical properties engineering materials and the likes it serves as the main contact point for interfacing with similar efforts in the private sector other federal agencies and internationally some websites is there where you will find the information about this chemical composition standards are certified for given concentrations with a statistical that means standard deviation range given if your method falls to standard deviations from a certified value there is a 95% chance that is a significant that means non random difference between the results depending on the concentration levels being measured you may establish that the measurement should be within for example plus minus 2% of the certified value or perhaps plus minus 10% if it is a trace analysis and so forth one way to detect interference is to run a an srm then spike the srm with the potential interference if the result is unchanged one is confident that the interference is not going to cause trouble there may not be reference materials available that are identical in composition to your sample but similar this will still provide a high level of confidence in the validation when performing measurements on reference materials or by comparison with another method statistical considerations suggest that at least 6 degrees of freedom that means 7 measurement be made for proper validation now the heading is precision the precision of an identical method is obtained from multiple analysis of a homogeneous sample you can determine overall precision of the method including sample preparation such precision data are obtained by one laboratory on one day using aliquots of the homogeneous sample that have been independently prepared such intra laboratory precision is called repeatability inter laboratory precision if appropriate is also determined as part of a measurement of reproducibility or robustness of the method you can also determine the precision of different steps steps of the analysis for example the precision of injecting a sample into a gas chromatograph determined from multiple injections of the same sample solution again statistical consideration dictates that at least seven measurements should be made for each evaluation step now the heading is sensitivity 
the sensitivity is determined by the slope of the calibration curve and generally reflects the ability to distinguish two different concentrations you can measure the slope or measure samples of closely related concentrations at high intermediate and low concentration the sensitivity of the precision will govern how many significant figures should be reported in a measurement do not report 11.25% when the method can at most distinguish a 0.1% difference now the submitting is range the working range of a method is the concentration range over which acceptable accuracy and precision are obtained usually it also includes linearity the acceptable accuracy and precision are generally specified in establishing a method the precision will of course vary with the concentration becoming poorer at low concentrations as well as sometimes at high concentrations as in spectrophotometric measurements now limit of detection or lod the limit of detection should be determined using a definition given in the chapter 3 of this book whatever i already described typically replicate blanks of the sample matrix are analyzed to determine the mean blank value and its standard deviation then a matrix is spiked with analyte near the quantization limits as for example to give a signal 10 times the standard deviation above the blank mean signal the limit of detection is the concentration calculated to give a response equal to the blank signals plus three standard deviations now the heading is limit of quantization that means loq this is the lowest concentration of analyte that can be measured in the sample matrix at an acceptable level of precision and accuracy an acceptable precision is typically 10 to 20% relative standard deviation depending on the concentration levels measured absent a specified precision then the concentration that gives a signal 10 standard deviation above the blank is used now ruggedness or robustness we have defined the precision of a method repeatability is the long term precision over several weeks for an analysis conducted in the same laboratory ruggedness refers to the precision of one lab over multiple days which may include multiple analysis multiple measurements different sources of reagents different chromatographic columns and the like a ruggedness study will identify those factors that will contribute to the variability of the results and should not be changed this is related to robustness or reliability of the method which refers to how sensitive it is to deliberate or uncontrolled small changes in parameters such as the size of the sample the temperature pH of the solution reagent concentration time of reaction and so forth it includes 
and evaluation of the stability of reagents standards and samples with time each parameter should be tested separately unless statistically more sophisticated factorial analysis experiments for varying several parameters at one are designed which we will not go into here reproducibility which is also called transferability it is the analysis of the same sample between labs in which a homogeneous sample is analyzed by multiple labs with one lab serving as the primary comparison lab reproducibility study generally focuses on bias between labs besides precision one strives for a bias that is within a defined acceptable limits now the subheading is quality assurance does the method still work once a method has been validated an important aspect of applying it is to assure that it is working properly quality assurance which is qa department the quality assurance is the implementation of procedures to ensure and document that the method continues to perform as required and is part of the responsibility of the quality assurance unit it includes written documentation of validation of the method procedure followed and the sample custody chains a number of quality control procedures are implemented based on quantity measurements typically quality control activities are number 1 control chart the laboratory should maintain a continuing quality control chart for each method a reference material of known analyte content is blindly and randomly run each day or preferably with each batch of samples if measured values fall fall outside prescribed standard deviation limits then you should check for some systematic errors such as reagent deterioration or instrument drift then it needs recalibration now documenting and archiving this is a tedious and time consuming but critical part of quality assurance all activities performed by the laboratory dealing with quality assurance should be documented in written form This includes recording the chain of custody of the samples, the calibration and performance of instruments, standard operating procedures, original measurement data, results and reports. Documents should be traced to individual meaning. They should be signed and dated by the individual creating or responsible for them. Now, proficiency testing One way of documenting performance of the laboratory is to participate in collaborative intra-laboratory studies. An official body provides allocates of the same homogeneous material to laboratories for analysis. The goal is to compare results among laboratories and the uncertainties in the results. The mean of the results of the participating laboratories can be used as the reference. if the actual concentration is not known 
or better a certified reference material whose concentration and certainty is known not to the participating laboratories is used the latter is particularly more informative if the laboratories use different methods one way of expressing the results of a collaborative testing exercise is to report the laboratory's jet score which is a measure of its deviation from the standard deviation of the known concentration z is equal to xi bar minus x bar divided by s where xi bar is the mean of i replicate measurements by the laboratory and x bar is the accepted concentration and s is the standard deviation of the accepted concentration x bar now laboratory accreditation another form of external evaluation is laboratory accreditation by a formal organization or government agency this is generally voluntary but may be required for laboratories dealing with regulatory measurements accreditation is a procedure by which an authoritative body gives formal recognition that the laboratory is competent to carry out specific tasks The accreditation procedure may take the form of qualitative inspection of the laboratory operation to verify that good laboratory practice policies are followed that is proper documentation and record keeping validation proficiency testing and the like or it may include measurement of submitted reference materials in any event certification will involve periodic laboratory audits which may be unannounced now electronic records and electronic signatures 21 cfr part 11 most laboratory tasks are dependent on computers from sample login to reporting the traditional way of maintaining records for audits regulatory actions and the likes has been by printing hard copy for signature submission and archiving this process is time consuming requires storage facilities records can be lost or misplaced and in part it defeats the purpose of computers if acceptable records and signatures could be archived electronically this would improve efficiency it would provide faster access to documents the ability to search database and view information from multiple perspectives to determine trends or patterns the food and drug administration that means fda worked for 6 years with the pharmaceutical industry to develop procedures to accommodate paperless record systems under the current good manufacturing practice that means gnp regulation in the year 1997 the fda issued the final rule on electronic records signature and submission known as 21 code of federal regulation that means 21 cfr and part 11 you can find the reference as electronic records electronic signature 
फेड डॉट रेक सिक्सटी टू दर पेज नंबर वन वॉल्यूम नंबर वन थाउजेंड थर्टीन टू थर्टी सिक्सटी फोर द ईयर नाइनटीन नाइन्टी नाइन फोर वन फोर फोर टू यू कैन फाइंड इट ऑल्सो एट द एच टी टी पी कोलोन डबल स्लैश डब्ल्यू 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 डॉट एफ डी ए डॉट गव स्लैश रेगुलेटरी इंफॉर्मेशन स्लैश गाइडेंस स्लैश यू सी एम वन टू फाइव जीरो सिक्स सेवन डॉट एच टी एम द मेन कंसर्न एंड चैलेंज इज दैट द इलेक्ट्रॉनिक रेकॉर्ड्स कैन बी टू इजीली चेंज और फॉल्सिफाइड आइदर एक्सीडेंटली The final rule provides criteria under which the FDA will consider electronic records to be equivalent to paper records and electronic signatures equivalent to handwritten signatures to ensure the integrity accuracy and authenticity of information stored in the systems. Now subheading is electronic records Electronic validation will need to be done to document data integrity, backup and recovery, archiving and restoring and how electronic signature are used. A validated system must be for the life cycle of the software. If it is changed or updated, the data must be transferable. One problem is that electronic records are comprised of database which are dynamic that is the content changes as new information is added ors data can be changed or deleted with no evidence and in a manner that destroys the original data system access must be limited to authorized individuals there must be regular system checks there must be time and date stamped audit trails if changes are made in the database the audit trail must show who made the changes when what the old and new values are and why the data were modified now electronic signature access to the system must be limited to authorized person the type of security will depend on whether the system is open or closed electronic signature technologies include identification codes that means user names and passwords or more sophisticated biometric system based on measurement of physical features such as palm prints fingerprints or iris or retinal pattern scanner The latter is expensive and less likely to be implemented especially for multiple users. Users name must be unique and never reassigned. Password should be unique and changed periodically. 21 CFR Part 11 permits but does not require the use of electronic records and signatures. as more systems become validated and accepted and are as more instrument manufacturers 
incorporate validate system this will become more common place it is likely other agencies will adopt similar records i will give one example of epa cromar the epa office of environmental information is defined that cromar c r o m e r r cromar means cross media electronic reporting and record keeping rule to remove existing regulatory obstacle to electronic reporting and record keeping across a broad spectrum of epa programs information can be found at the url at http colon double slash www.epa.gov slash c-r-o-m-e-r-r slash index dot html the chroma requires criteria for electronic records that are consistent with 21 cfr part 11 now one common question will come about the cost how much cost it is with quality assurance it is necessary to have reasonable documentation of what the accuracy is and to identify areas where significant contributors to inaccuracies may occur and actions taken to minimize them this of course does not come without cost implementing a quality assurance program will involve substantial initial investment both in expense and time it has been estimated that ongoing quality assurance costs amount to 20 to 30% of the laboratory budget so it is important that the system be properly set up and efficiently as possible which will require an understanding by measurement of what is needed could that be you and that it be taken seriously by all laboratory personnel which certainly includes you quality assurance programs also do not guarantee accurate results see the box reality check on the interlaboratory interlaboratory variability now i'll discuss about some official organizations a number of government agencies and national and international organizations have established their own guidelines for method validation and good laboratory practice most are based on principle imposed by multinational organizations some of the major ones are listed as international organization for standardization international conference on harmonization that means icis organization for electronic cooperation and development oecd food and drug administration fda environmental protection agency epa and quality system you can find in the website http colon double slash www.epa.gov slash quality slash bestlab.html office of the solid waste you can find in the website www.epa.gov slash osw
Another organization is that US EPA Region 4 Science and Ecosystem Support Division. Whose website is www.epa.gov slash region 4 slash ACSD. Another organization is American Association for Clinical Chemistry, AACC, whose website is www.aacc.org. Another is American Association of Serial Chemistry, that also abbreviation is AACC, but its website is www.aaccnet.org. American Oil Chemist Society, AOCS, www.aocs.org. The Society of Quality Assurance, SQA, its website is www.sqa.org. American Society for Testing and Material, ASTM, website is www.astm.org. Association of Official Identical Chemist International, AOCC International, website www.aoac.org. National Institute of Standards and Technology NIST website www.nist.gov So with this this is the end of this chapter number 4 and if you like it please share with your near colleagues students teachers because it will be helpful for the future assignment in industry and government jobs. Thank you so much for listening this podcast.